Why are many Christian men so frustrated? It is exactly because God has set eternity in our hearts, and we have a built-in sense that life does have meaning, and our frustration is that we have not yet found it. We don't have enough religion to make us happy men as we look in the mirror, but we have enough to remind us how unhappy we have become. Patrick Morley, The State of Men in America For many men, one striking and far-reaching consequence of the Mao's socialization ordeal is an inability to differentiate and identify their emotions. The technical term for this condition, alexithymia, comes from Greek roots that mean without, words, and emotions. People with alexithymia cannot put their feelings into words and are often not even aware of them. Ronald Levant, Men and Emotions You are as sick as your secrets. In the classic metaphor, family secrets are like the elephant in the living room that no one ever talks about. Eventually, the elephant grows and takes over the room, spraying its waste on everyone and making it impossible for anyone else to be in the room. Still, no one ever talks about the elephant. David Stoop, Competent Christian Counseling Chapter 1 Secret Identity Discovering the King Inside the Kid Failure is the greatest opportunity to know who I really am. John Killinger I can still remember those navy blue camper shorts with the keychain on the side. My brown legs, freshly oiled with a thin coat of Vaseline, protruded out from under the shorts like chocolate marble pillars, albeit those pillars were short and chunky as I was only about six years old and wrapped in a layer of baby fat. But that extra padding didn't diminish my energy as I came running down the path that led to the bus stop where the school bus would pick me up. I imagined that path to be a magic conveyor belt, but it was actually a small, narrow stretch of hard-pressed Appalachian soil, running narrowly but steadily behind my house, down to the street where herds of screaming kids congregated each morning. It was my first year of school, and I was excited finally to be a big kid, joining the neighborhood children in a rite of passage that marked the transition from baby to student. Now, I don't have to tell you that children can be mean. If you ever had a childhood, and I know you did, you realize that facing children may be harder than standing before the Supreme Court justices— one might find more mercy at a tribunal hearing or a lynching mob than a group of kids who mask their own insecurities by revealing yours. Even as a boy, I think I was fairly adept at people skills. That wasn't the problem. No, I liked people, and most people eventually grew to like me. The real problem was finding a way to face my problems without my peers detecting that I was a flawed, less-than-perfect little boy who felt safer with Mama, Daddy, and my siblings than I was around them. 
While I worked hard to hide my imperfections, one secret in particular weighed me down, and though I have had worse ones since then, at this time my burden blocked my path. Literally. When I came to this one spot on the path between home and the bus stop, I found myself stopped cold in my tracks. A big rock loomed before me in the middle of the path, a huge obstacle between me and where I was trying to go. What made it worse was that the other boys seemed well-equipped to climb over it. Maybe I was too afraid of hurting myself, too afraid of the bruises and lacerations that I saw in my mind when I imagined myself trying to scale the rock. Maybe it was the fear of tumbling down the rock into the briary patches of blackberry bushes that flanked it on both sides.